This is episode 277 for January 2014. Hey, Crawl Spacers, time for another Friday Night Fight. This one's from the 80s. I enjoy this one, George. <laughs> yeah, this is Amazing Spider-Man 280 and 281. Nice. This is the first appearance of the Sinister Syndicate. Uh, from September 1986 and October 1986 and stories that were called, oddly enough, The Sinister Syndicate and When Warriors Clash. These were uh, by Tom DeFalco, Ron Friends, and Brett Breeding. Yep. Uh, the cons... Huh? Good stuff. I love this one. Yeah, this was this was really good. These two issues are just chock full of action. Yeah. I mean, there's enough action here to, to choke a goat. <laughs> <laughs> You know, if as, it, it, as we all know, goats are notoriously difficult to choke. Yeah, well, they can eat anything. That sounds pretty bad. Oh, God. <laughs> oh wow. I quit. I, I wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You can't quit. We're not even a minute into the show. <laughs> oh, my Lord. And already we're, we got bad goat puns. Oh, wow. I want to slap myself. <laughs> All right, so the context here, uh, this time in, in Spider history, Flash is in jail for being framed as the Hot Goblin. Uh, Sandman's gone legit. The, sin- the Sinister, or he's trying to go legit. The Sinister Syndicate shows up to make a name for themselves, going after Spider-Man and Silver Sable after Jack-O-Lantern has arranged a meeting. Um, and, and George, should we say a word on the membership of the Sinister Syndicate? You should. Yes, rather we distinguished should. membership? We we should because and the reason we're doing this is because this is this is sort of a of a friendly shout out to Superior Foes of Spider Man. Uh, the team is comprised of Boomerang and Speed Demon and Beetle, the first Beetle, Abner Jenkins, and uh, Hydro Man and the Rhino. The Rhino in just an awesome eighties suit. Mm-hmm. This is this is my favorite Rhino suit, by the way. I was really? being sarcastic, but to each their own. <laughs> you don't like this that suit? Is, this is like the leisure suit version of a rhino suit. <laughs> no, this to me is like, it's more armored, it's more badass. This is like, for some reason, the rhino feels the need to have bling around he, uh, his wrists and his thighs, just because. There's two times I can think of when, when, when rhino has really hurt Spider-Man. This was one of them. Yeah, but we'll get to that. They, uh, the other there, one there's context for that. Wearing the other suit. Anyway, all right. I know so good. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I like this suit. The, to me, this this suit is it's a sharp look. Fair enough. Point is, you know, for the people listening at home, three of these five members are three of the five members of the Superior Foes. Although the Beetle is different, but that's what makes this fun right now. Yeah. And yeah. They, even it, in an early issue of Superior Foes, they were talking about the fact there's only five of them, and I think it was Shocker. Proposed sinister syndicate. Yeah, and they all said no. <laughs> yeah, and at the time, I mean, it was a really cool thing. I mean, you hadn't seen the Sinister Six in a while. And if I remember correctly, doesn't Spider-Man have an injured wing? 
He does get his yeah. his arm injured in this fight when he when he takes out uh, or when he gets an early hit in on Speed Demon. It reminds me of the the previous Friday Night Fight where he fought the Kingpin with an injured arm. He he is all jacked up in this fight by the end of this yeah. fight, and and that is notable because of what happens in in Amazing Spider-Man 282. Anyway, uh, but we'll get to that at the end. So yeah. this fight takes place at Coney Island. They're surrounded by roller coasters, whirly gigs, all kinds of crazy carnival, you know, stuff. Obviously, there's nobody around. It's closed down. It's just Spidey and Silver Sable. Who Silver Sable, who who is about to get it on with like a like a Saudi Arabian or you know Middle Eastern guy early on in the <clears> issue, and then Spider-Man totally cock blocked <laughs> and showed up, and she's like, "Oh, yeah. I gotta I gotta get to work. Sorry." Uh, uh, Ahmed or whatever the guy's name was, you know, I got I got to get to work. That I guy can't. was disappointed. Yeah, he was. He was like, really, you you would rather go out and live a life of adventure than stay here and have disappointing sex with me? And she was like, <laughs> yeah, I would. I Direct would rather do that. Yeah, that was. Yeah, I'm, I'm reading it right now from the issue. <laughs> and um, no, I mean that. What's funny here is because you you have just in these two issues, you have so much going on. Yeah. There is stuff here going on with Jack O' Lantern and the Rose and There's Betty and Flash Flash and Thompson, Sh- Betty, Shashan. You have one of the best yeah. Betty Shashan panels ever. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when they're both just staring at each other the like silent panel that spoke louder than words. Oh, I know. It's like if you've ever seen two women look at one another, not say a word, but know that each one wants the other one to die. <laughs> that's the look that they give one another here and it is yep. it is awesome but there is so much going on here because you've got Flash Thompson in jail you've got um, Jack-O-Lantern wanting to break Flash Thompson out of jail because he thinks he's the, he's actually the Hobgoblin you've got the real Hobgoblin wanting Flash Thompson to for sure stay in jail <laughs> since everyone thinks that's him so yeah, you have a lot of shit going on, and yet all that is totally superfluous to this fight. I I personally found, I mean, this would read better, I think, in a in a straight read. But this was the first time I had read these issues, so I, I found some very distracting scenes of uh, here's five subplot check ins in two pages. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, all throughout the fight, you know, you've got they cut away to you know what what what's going on with Sandman, you know. <laughs> Well, that's just soap opera-ness of Spider-Man. But it's literally awesome. like, it's, and this is the what I'm finding about Tom DeFalco's writing personally, is it's very, very, very mechanical. It's mm-hmm. uh, There's a very set, I'm going to take these four pages now to check in with these subplots. I have nothing to do with the rest of it. we got to move the subplots. And then, you know, stuff like Hobgoblin and Jack-O-Lantern are fighting each other, and they spend the entire fight, I kid you not, telling each other what they're doing to each other. I'm hitting you with my computerized barrage now. Oh, I'm flying with the. I, I'm wearing my armor, so it's all right. They spend the whole fight like that. It's all. It's a very mechanical writing style. Yeah, but at the same time, at this period in Spider-Man history, there was so much going on. Yeah, there were so many different storylines that they had hey, to I'm, keep going. My only point is just as as a reader, the way I'm reading it, it's too much. But. The fight is. Cool. It wasn't. It wasn't too much for me but to keep se- up with when when I was reading it when it was coming out for the first. You got a lot for your money for seventy five cents. Oh no back shit, you did. I mean, I yeah, these <laughs> were like some of my favorite comics out there. I was like, me, oh, me too. God, this is this was the height of Spider Man for me for a long time. Let's <laughs> talk about the fight. <clears throat> All right. Anyway, so 
uh, there's a divide and conquer thing between Spidey and Sable and the uh, and the Sinister Syndicate. So you have Beetle and Boomerang go off after uh, Silver Sable, and you got Spider-Man sticking around to take care of Speed Demon and Rhino. Um, right off the bat, Spider-Man does hurt his arm, tripping up uh, Speed Demon and, and sending him crashing. And then he sort of plays um, uh, sort of cat and mouse with the Rhino, you know, hiding until the Rhino knocks crap over that he's hiding behind. And then he manages to actually kind of pit uh, Rhino and Hydro Man against one another a little bit. Meanwhile, Silver Sable, Silver Sable does pretty good for a chick with a gun. <laughs> and and little throwing star type things, you know, against people who are like armored. She does manage to get a really good, uh, you know, surprise kick in on Boomerang and knock him out for a little while. Um, she manages to keep away from Beetle long enough until she can, you know, kick him and stun him, you know, and knock him out of the air. So she does pretty good, but she's just holding her own. She's not really getting a leg up or any sort of advantage over either of them. She's just she's just surviving. She she's a Black Widow type of fighter, if you will. Um, yeah, well, like, an, enha- an enhanced woman, you know. I that sounds yeah, bad. I, well, she's not enhanced. I mean, she's neither. She's top top peak performance. She's she's woman. top peak performance, but that's not enhanced. Enhanced is like Captain America, where you've got a little I'll give you, you've got I'll a little you extra that. something that's that's working there. Yeah. Um, I think but, Black Widow would have killed one of these guys. <laughs> I, I agree. <laughs> I got to call out before we move on. I thought one of the most impressive moments of the fight for me, um, mostly visually, is Spider-Man versus Speed Demon in these two panels, which a first panel is just Speed Demon running around Spider-Man super speed and just punching him at super speed, which, to begin with, this is part of Spider-Man's plan. He's just taking these super speed punches, which of course are just coming fast and furious on him. Because he's Spider-Man, he can freaking do that. And the next panel is this very powerful uh, image of Spider-Man just, bam, trips Speed Demon out of his fast run. And I just personally, that that sequence, just two panels really stood out to me. It's very impressive. Well, that's uh, Mr. Friends at his best. It's really cool because, you know, you're used to seeing Spider-Man do this to other people. You know, where he's jumping around all over the place and he's in one, you know, he's been in a lot of places at once, you know, and all that stuff because he's moving so fast. So it's, it's weird to see somebody else doing it to him, but, you know, having it be part of his plan. Mm-hmm. You know, but so, yeah, it, yeah it, it worked really well. And of course, you know, yeah, I mean, you're getting all kinds of really good background, you know, art, um, especially at the, at the uh, Coney Island place, you know, or, or the location, you know, at the amusement park. Um, that's one thing Friends did. Friends always did really good background stuff. Yep. You know, it wasn't just characters in the panel. It was characters in the panel, and you you could see all the way down the damn street. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you could see everybody da- on that street, you know. Yep. <clears throat> anyway, so Spider-Man and Silver Sable finally managed to hide, uh, and sort of like within the confines of the roller coaster, and they're like, well, we'll be safe here. There's no way they'll, they'll come inside. Which isn't really sound reasoning because Rhino and everybody else is like, or we could just knock this fucking thing down. <laughs> How about we do that and, and cause a big ruckus, which Sandman sees and then Sandman decides to go and investigate. So we move into issue 281. And in 281, you're going to have the villains about to close in for the kill on Spidey. Is it Sandman or Hydra-Man? No, Sandman. Okay. Hydro Man is there with the Sinister Syndicate, but but, uh, Sandman is going legit 
We actually okay, get to see the yeah. family he's staying with, but then he sees the commotion and he's like, "Well, I wonder what the hell's going on." He he actually shows up in time to right. to save Spider Man and Silver Sable from getting jumped by everybody else. Yeah, we're drawing Sandman into this from a half a mile away just because the stupid villains made such a ruckus knocking down a roller coaster. Right. And then and then Sandman does a really good job of having Rhino and Hydro Man, you know, of making them kind of play against one another. You know, he yeah. it, it's like it's like. All this while that Sandman has spent all these years fighting Spider-Man and having Spider-Man fighting him and multiple people, he's learned. He's like, you know what? I'm going to do what Spider-Man does and, and use their power, make them use their powers against each other. You know, and it's you know really what? Effective. I dig this uh, sort of heroic turn of Sandman, personally. I like it. I missed this. I missed this so much because one thing, this to me, Sandman going good. And, and making a, a an active effort to do good, to be a better person, and to turn things around, was like a success story that you could have Spider-Man point to and say, I, I'm doing good things. I'm making a difference. You know, if I can help this guy, maybe I can help somebody else to turn themselves around, you know? But, I mean, it's been so screwed up since then. But he was, I mean, like, he had a really, yeah. he had a lot of good moments when he was working for Silver Sable in the, uh, in her wild. Hunt. This is probably one of their first meets, Sandman and Silver Sable. It is, because yeah, she hired, she, he, he went to, yeah, work for her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's the direct thing. result of this story. Yeah. Yeah. So, you, you still got a lot of good fights, um, Spider-Man and Silver Sable trying to stay away from, uh, Boomerang and, uh, and the Beetle. Uh, in the meanwhile, you know, you've got, Spider or uh, Sandman still going toe to toe against the Rhino and Speed Demon. Uh, the Sandman Rhino turning himself into a tank to take on the Rhino. Yeah, that was kind of weird. He, he, he pulled, nice. He looked like Korvac or something there for a little <laughs> bit. Um, and Spider Man tells uh, Silver Sable House, you know, how to go about attacking um, the Beetle. You know, he's basically like take out his antennas, it's his power system, and she manages to do that. But then he's like, ah, oh, but guess what? I'm still super strong, so uh, so I'm still going to kill you. Uh, meanwhile, you've got Jack-O-Lantern breaking Flash Thompson out of jail, and then the Hobgoblin going after Jack-O-Lantern. And you have a great Jack-O-Lantern and uh, Hobgoblin fight, even though I know Kevin doesn't like the dialogue. <laughs> it's bad. It's It's really bad. That's great. The dialogue, you know, the, the dialogue <laughs> may suck, but the action doesn't. It's just, I, I will give you that visually, and like what they're doing is very cool. It's just, you know, if you're going to read the words on the page at all, it's very distracting because every word is, this is what I'm doing right now. This is what I'm doing to you. Well, that's this not, is why it's but not that's working. Not, that's, not every, that's not every part of the fight. I mean, they're also talking about Flash Thompson and, and why one's breaking him out of jail while the other one wants him in there. You know, they're, they're they talking about what... the fight, though. Like, I, I swear to you, the entire fight is just mechanics. But no, there there are some cool. moments where they're like they're just talking to one another about the fight, or they're thinking about the fight. So what we're saying is they're focused on the fight, which is which is a way of saying that, I guess. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so at one point, Spider-Man is uh, swinging Boomerang around on his web, uh, like he's using him like a weapon. <laughs> And he's going to try to use him to hit Hydro Man and save Silver Sable, but to do it. And now keep in mind, he's got an injured he's got an injured arm from yeah. from what he did to Speed Demon already. He, he's still hurt. So and he's he, so he's swinging around Boomerang uh, with one arm on the end of a web line, and then he sees Rhino and he's like, "Okay, if I'm going to save Silver Sable, I'm going to have to take a hit from the Rhino. <clears throat> I'm going to have to let the Rhino hit me, right?" 
Mm. So he does it. He manages to swing, to throw Boomerang into Hydro Man, give Silver Sable enough time to defeat Hydro Man with a fire extinguisher. <laughs> and sure enough, Rhino kicks kicks his ass pretty hard, hits him right in, right in the back. Yeah, I remember that visual. Um, Spider-Man jumps up, and he hits him hard enough, as you find out throughout the rest of this issue, and... And then in the next issue, she or, or he, Rhino hits him hard enough to give him a concussion. Yep. I mean, he he really is. I mean, he is jacked up. It doesn't stop him from not kicking the Rhino's ass, even with a concussion in one arm. He still beats the living shit out of the Rhino because <laughs> he just gets that pissed off, and he's like, "Oh my god, I've had it with you. Here, here, you wanted my full attention, Cupcake. You got my full attention." And then he does. He just he just he just. <laughs> Beats him like a narc at a biker rally. It's pretty ugly. And I love how scared <laughs> that makes Speed Demon when he sees it because Speed Demon knows exactly how kind of pretty much taken out Spider Man is, and he's still, as Speed Demon puts it, killing the Rhino. Which pretty much sends him running away. <laughs> yeah, he takes off, and Spider Man or uh, Sandman stops him from running away. Um, there's some really good boomerang and beetle moments here, especially you know that are, that are really. Good to go back and look at and, and examine that, you know, when you when you think about their relationship now and superior foes since the Beatles is a parole officer. <laughs> it's also interesting from a perspective that the Beatle was the leader here. And you have a panel actually uh, somewhere where Boomerang thinks, well, if Beatle screws this up, maybe they'll let me be the leader. Yeah. And now these days you've got Boomerang is the leader and you've got a new Beatle who wants to be. <laughs> oh, you can definitely tell that Spencer and Lieber read this. Yeah, and are familiar yeah. are not familiar with this story. Well, they finally they finally wind up um, beating the team. That Boomerang and, and Beetle managed to uh, get Speed Demon and Hydro Man away, so the villains actually wind up getting away. But Silver Sable is just blown away by how awesome Sandman is, and they both just kind of turn around and forget about Spider Man, <laughs> who who swings his way back through New York back to his apartment, and you can tell he's got a concussion. I mean, he is jacked up. He can barely think straight. You know, it, moving around is killing him. Uh, in the next issue, in 282, uh, Mary Jane finds him. He's passed out in his, in, in his, in his apartment, in his bathroom, and, and you know, he never got out of his suit. He's nauseous. He's achy. You know, he's clearly got a concussion. He's still got a wounded arm, and he still manages to kick the shit out of the X-Men. <laughs> <laughs> With a concussion. You mean X, X, X Factor. Which is the original X-Men. <laughs> With a concussion. With a concussion yeah. and a wounded arm, he still kicks the ass of the X-Men, and the only thing that stops him is him passing out from saving Jean Grey from dying. <laughs> this is the thing that you always like to talk about, him kicking a whole X-Men ass. Yes, and that is why this yeah. fight is notable. It's the first appearance of, 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 the, of the Sinister Syndicate. Uh, it is... Mm -hmm. it is um, it's the first time Silver Sable meets Sandman. Uh, it is it's the best, in my opinion, the Rhino's ever looked, and 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 he takes that kind of a beating, and still, still, he can kick the shit out of the X Men. Yeah, you know, and so easily decision here: Spider Man, Silver Sable, and uh, and Sandman. Kevin, what do you think? Oh, absolutely, no question. And and Sandman was a kind of an MVP on that one. 
<clears throat> yeah, he he really did come off the bench and and really save their asses, didn't he? And and you know he says more than once he just came in because frankly he hates Hydra Man and he wanted to screw up what Hydra Man had going on. <laughs> yeah, he and, and Hydra Man are just he and Hydra Man are just bad mouthing one another this whole fight. He hates Hydra Man. <laughs> I mean, it's it yeah. you almost get the point that like they're 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 like it's almost like a couple that broke up. And, and you know, we hadn't seen the Sinister Six in a long time. This is kind of a an homage to them a little bit. Yeah, and what's cool here is that it wasn't too long after this. Well, I mean it was years, but it probably was like when when did Eric Larson bring it back? Back in the nineties. It was like early the early nineties, right? It so wasn't too many you know, years. It was probably so, five, six. Four or five. Yeah, yeah. So so it wasn't too long after this, uh not comic speaking, uh before you had the Sinister Six come back in a really bad story. But, uh, uh, it's, this story, for the record, is also notable because the first issue is cover dated September 1986, which is the month I was born. Oh, wow. So, oh you know, good month. So, there, so, Brad, when you and I were reading this, <laughs> and I was in uh, junior high, yeah. no, I think I was starting high school. I think I was starting I was in the sixth. I, I was in the sixth grade in 1986. Well, was that's being, a cover date, which means it was actually about two months before I was born. Kevin yeah. was being born. Wow. <laughs> You know, an, another um, little uh, life tying into comics that you tend to remember, uh, my subscription that I got from Marvel Comics ended with uh, Amazing Spider-Man 281. And, and in the past, previously, I, I'd gotten them off the spinner rack, and and, uh, and and Amazing Spider-Man 282 was the very first comic I ever purchased from a comic shop. Hmm. And it's the first time I ever realized that there were comic shops. Uh, and I found that out because I bought a uh, uh, the old newspaper, the Comic Buyer's Guide. You remember that, George, yeah, don't yeah. you? And, and it listed where the comic shops are, and I found one in St. Louis, and my mom and grandma drove me up there. And I they must have let me buy like $50 worth of comic books because I was just like a crack addict when I discovered that there's an actual thing called a comic book shop. There was never one locally where I lived. We had to drive about 30 miles in there. But I remember buying uh, 282 off the, the cover off the, in a comic shop. And 282 also was the 25th anniversary of Marvel, and I remember it had that awesome cover because all the covers look similar i'm like why are all the covers looking similar in this comic shop but uh it's the one where all the heroes are in a border and there's a center image yeah. of a uh, of character and spider-man was in his black suit on 282 i'm like so, you it was uh yeah. probably eighth grade it was it was probably about six or seven months before these two issues um mm-hmm. i had been i had been subscribing and getting comics from uh a mile high okay and, you know, they'd come every month. Um, and, you know, I, after that, I found out that's when Lone Star, uh, Lone Star Comics Texas, is, is yeah. a huge chain here in North Texas, or it used to be. It's not that big anymore. But it was huge here in North Texas. And back when they were first beginning, I would go to their stores. I found that my grandparents would take me uh, every other weekend out to um, uh County Small and Mesquite, and I would go to the Lone Star there. And then they opened one up in my city over in Irving, where I was actually living and going to high, uh, junior high and high school. So I, I started, I just started going there. And then that's when I started going back issue crazy, especially with mm-hmm. Spider-Man. Yep. Um, you know, because I'd go back and replace things that I still had that were I'd written in them when I was a little kid. You know, <laughs> I drew a lot of dinosaurs in there for Spider-Man to fight. I don't know why. <laughs> dinosaurs, but um. Yeah, so this was a really, really good time. Also, um, 
We need to do a whole month, maybe when the X-Men movie comes out, you know, when uh, Days of Future Past comes out, where we just cover Spider-Man kicking the shit out of X-Men. Because <laughs> there's more than one issue. <laughs> yeah, because it happens a lot. All right, uh, again, Spider-Man barely the winner of this one, right? Um, yeah, and you have to give uh, you have to give an assist to Sandman, Kevin Dryden. An assist, yep. 